In today's show, we're looking ahead to Thursday in the NBA, the streaming options, what we're watching for in those two games. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepix.com. Promo code is Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. So there's only two games on. So we can dig a little bit deeper into what we're watching for. We can dig a little bit deeper in when we're actually watching these games as to what we're trying to see. There's also big stream opportunities with plenty of open active roster spots available for your fantasy squad. So we're going to get into that right now. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, first is the Warriors and the Magic. The Warriors have not won a road game this season. They are 3-0. and No, they're not. They're 0-3 at the moment in this current road trip. They've lost three games in a row. They need to be better. They are favored by seven points here against the Magic, and the total is 225. This is the first of a back-to-back for the Warriors. I assume that Clay Thompson is going to play in this one, but he might not. He's going to sit one of the back-to-backs on Thursday, Friday. We will see exactly... Um, We'll see exactly where where he sits or if he plays coming up tomorrow. But if he does play, like, can we get something good happening? Last game was a bit better, but still, can't shoot. We've got 10 years of showing that he's a good shooter and like a year and two weeks of him not being a good shooter. So I am going to give him a little bit of a leash, but I don't think we should view him as anywhere near top 50, top 60, top 70 rest of the season. It's more top 100. I would still hold Clay, but we have to also accept the possibility that the injuries have just turned him into a average shooter at best. That is a possibility. It's not likely, but it is a possibility. And the data so far suggests that maybe that is true. So we want to see how that goes. I also want to watch Jordan Poole because he has also been a disappointment this season. He thrived when he started last season and he struggled a little bit coming off the bench. And this season, he's coming off the bench nearly every game. And that is definitely impacting some of his production. The assists have been impressive at times. They were a little bit down last game, but the shooting percentages aren't there. The usage can't get there. The minutes can't get to where they were last season either. Can we see a level of turnaround? I hope so, but we haven't really been close to seeing that at any point soon. For the Magic, they'll still be without Fultz and Anthony and Harris and he who should not be named and Mo Wagner and Terrence Ross is also questionable. So I would imagine that Jalen Suggs gets a pretty heavy dose. Now, last game in his return... He wasn't at his best at all. He played 28 minutes. He had a pair of steals. He had a block. He had four assists or something. And he shot 20%. The shooting is always going to be, it feels, an issue for Suggs. But I believe he is a 12-team league ad. And I want to see how they use him. Do they just start him over Ross? Do they start him over Bowl? Do they leave him in a 28-minute bench roll? Does he play 30 minutes off the bench? I want to see what they do here with Suggs. Because I do believe he is a 12-team league option. I also want to watch Paolo Banquero. Like a lot of rookies, he's really fallen away the last little week in mainly his percentages. 
Because this is a problem with him coming out of Duke is that we saw high volume free throws, but 73%. And if you get high volume and you hit 73, it's a big negative on a fantasy team. Now he started off the year going at 85% on big volume and it was huge. It was massive for his value. But we've seen it pull back a little bit. And we've seen his field goal percentage drop off and he scored under 20 points the last two games. I think he's going to remain a really good points, rebounds and assists player. But I think some of what happened early for Paolo, the big field goal, big free throw percentage, the high proficient field goals and the high block numbers, they're probably unlikely to stick and they might have been a little bit of a mirage. So he's still inside the top 100 and I expect Paolo to remain inside the top 100. But let's see what happens with the defensive stats. Let's see if he can get some of the efficiency back on track. Let's see how he fits in this line because it hasn't been, I think his production has actually suffered since they've gone hyper big, bringing Bowl into the lineup. Um, and I don't know if that continues. I don't know if that's a coincidental thing or if it is the fact that Bowl is out there and it's cramping things because Bowl doesn't take any threes. Even though he's got this reputation as a three-point shooter, he's really not taking any. And maybe is that cramping things up a little bit and impacting what Polo is doing. That is something to watch. DiVincenzo remains out for the Warriors. Iguodala is also going to miss. And as I said, Terrence Ross is questionable. I, I don't know whether Clay plays because it is the first of a back-to-back. He might sit the first. He might sit the second. We um, <clears throat> we don't have that data at, that, at this point. But we do have the data that Price Picks is daily fantasy. And it's a daily fantasy that you want to play. Instead of going up against lineups, against tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people trying to build a salary cap lineup, you just go straight against projections. That's it. You go up against the projections. You could say Clay Thompson over under two and a half threes. You go, all right, more or less, done. Draymond Green over under six and a half assists. I'll take less. Steph Curry, 25 and a half points. Do I go over? Sure. You get between two to five of those individual projections. You put them into a lineup and you can win up to 10 times your entry fee. Really easy. You're not playing against other people. You're competing just against the projections. It doesn't just have to be the NBA. NFL, Major League Baseball, NHL, our favorite league, disc golf, women's college basketball, men's college basketball, college football, soccer, esports, NASCAR, golf, Cricket, the list goes on. So many different options. It's safe and fast, and entries can be made in under 60 seconds, and it's available in over 30 US states and in Canada. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. After you've listened to Locked On Fantasy Basketball, check out our daily sports recap show, Locked On Sports Today. Wherever you find podcasts, all the big stories are there, and it's on YouTube as well. So let's look at the Nuggets Thunder, the second game of the day. The Nuggets in this one are six-point favorites. The total is 229.5. At the moment, no one is ruled out of this game. Um, Bones Highland and Ish Smith both questionable. Highland missed last game. Smith got injured in the last game. If they're both out, then the point guard stocks are really low, and they're going to have to really be forcing Bruce Brown into that role, which could really help his value. So that's something for us to watch. But on the Nuggets side of things, the headmaster, Jamal Murray, he is a point guard, obviously. He's their starting point guard, and he turned it around last game. The minutes were the most encouraging thing. I think he played 32, but he scored decently. He was a massive buy low guy, and that window might still be open a little bit, but let's see what he looks like here. Hopefully, the turnaround is starting and it's continuing and he's starting to start pushing back for top 75, top 60 because it has been a real struggle to begin the year, but we saw some positive signs. I also want to watch Maga Porter Jr. Now, he claims he can be a 50% three-point shooter, which, of course, is, is not real. Um, yeah, all I have to do is make one over every two shots. All right, Michael, that, why has nobody ever done that before? Because it's just not going to happen. 
Maybe he's maybe he's real. Maybe he's awesome. Maybe he's going to do that. He's not. But let's watch what he's able to do because he's been encouraging. Apart from that one game last week for back management, which is, you know sends shudders down your, I was going to say spine, pun unintended, as you worry about his back. But otherwise, he's been, been good. He hasn't hit top level of what he can do. He's not up to there yet. And that's reasonable. You know, he's working his way back. But he's been encouraging. He's shooting well again. He's doing solid, solid things as a mid-round sort of fantasy player. And I'm not really sure you know, what more we can have hoped for or you know, what more we're actually going to get out of him. But let's see him do it. Let's see him continue to play at this level and see what else more we can get out of him. For the Thunder, I want to watch the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. It was great on Tuesday he started, but the performance wasn't good, 22 minutes. So what do they do with him? Do they keep him starting? Do they play him 26 minutes off the bench like they did the game before that one? Do they start him and play him low minutes? Are the steals real? He's had six steals in the last two games. That's obviously not real. But can he be a 1.7, 1.8 steals guy? Can we get a little bit more usage and or minutes his way? Will they continue to stick with him in the lineup? These are all questions that are important to answer. And it's I believe he's worth having because there's two games on. Like if we get that data that it doesn't work and then we see it again Saturday and it doesn't work, then drop him and no, no problem. But the opportunity has been presented. The opportunity in terms of games on the day is presented. We take advantage of it. I also want to see Shea Gildas-Alexander, who is the number one player in fantasy basketball at the moment. Unbelievable numbers, unbelievable production. He's the number one driver in the NBA, and he has been for a few years. He's adding defensive stats. He's missed one free throw all season. There is going to be some regression from Shea. There's going, it's going to happen. But we just enjoy what he's doing. Is he a sell high? I, I don't think so. And I'll tell you why, because no one's going to give you first round value back. People probably don't give you second round value because they're worried about an invisible tank that maybe is not coming or a fake shutdown or something. Now, Shea could very easily get injured, as could anyone. And maybe Shea has a slightly higher likelihood of that. But I think we just roll with it. I wouldn't like, I reckon if you went to trade him, you would only get top 35 back. And I don't think that's enough. So is there a risk? Sure. But I also want to just watch what he's doing because he's killing it. He's dominating. And that is always fun to watch. As I said, Bones is out. No, no, he's not. Bones is questionable. And Ish Smith also remains questionable. If we're looking at streaming for Thursday, Friday, it's going to be tough. Friday has 12 games on. So if you actually stream someone, do they? does it work? But the only guys who play the Thursday, Friday are the Warriors anyway. Now, Clay is going to sit one of these games, so that might mean there's increased value for John Kaminga, for Moses Moody. But if Clay sits Friday, if you add Moody or Kaminga, you're not going to start them almost definitely. You know, Wiseman and um, Looney, these sort of players, Jermichael Green. Like, are you actually going to use them? Ty Jerome in like 25 team leagues? Yeah, probably not. But they are the only option on a Thursday, Friday back-to-back that you can use. Um, for category leagues, for Thursday, Alexei Pokyshevsky. The minutes are trending up. It's in the right direction. So that's great. Um, we're going to see some ups and downs, but he's worth grabbing and seeing what happens. It might not work out. He's not even a top 200 player this season, but we look at it. Kevon Looney, just solid across the board production. The Shark, Bruce Brown. If Highland and Smith miss, his minutes could really go up. And he is a really strong stream. Trey Mann. Yep, I'm not sure the upside is really there with Giddy likely playing more minutes and Williams back, but good stream value. Jeremiah Robinson Earl did it defensively yesterday. So he's another option for us. Jermichael Green, look, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Mo Bumba, 
Chumura KK. But these guys are all available. And some of them, Pokashevsky and Brown to me are the top two here, followed by Mann. But they are options. In deeper formats, Robinson Earl, Jermichael Green, OKK, Aaron Wiggins, all over the shop in terms of minutes, but there's something there. Jeff Green, Moses Moody, Christian Brown, and amazingly, in deep leagues, yes, DeAndre Jordan is someone to use. For points leagues, <clears throat> these guys are all available in over 50% of leagues. Jalen Williams, the Bronco, yeah. Alexei Pokashevsky, yes. Kavon Looney, maybe not. Katavis Korla-Pope, yes. Trey Mann, solid stream. Bruce Brown, solid stream. And then there's Robinson Earl and Wiggins, who we know there's ups and downs with the level of production that they give. And that will do it for a little short what to watch for for a two-game Tuesday. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Odyssey, and on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave your comments and subscribe. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.